And another awesome add-on that Amazon introduced a few months back is the fact that now you can target people who've watched your ad. So you can actually have an audience specific for them that you can continue that, that, that relationship building and those additional touch points to help bring them through the line. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Ad Project. As always, I'm your host, Joe Shelley-Rood from Ad Advance, and today I'm really excited to be joined by George Maresa. George, awesome to have you on the show, man. Joe, thank you so much for having me, and I'm a I'm proper f- turning into a fanboy now because I've seen <laughs> Joe's amazing content on Facebook for ages, and the way Joe and I got introduced is just, I had to, I just had to message him and say, mate, I love the content you put out, it is so cool. The amount of times your content, I'm watching TV at night and I screenshot it and I put it on my Slack channel to the team and go, look at this, you've got to do something <laughs> on this. So mate, thank you so much for putting it out. <laughs> you're, you're making me blush, George. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And so today we really want to do more of like a deep dive kind of talking through Amazon DSP. Before we get into that, like for people who aren't familiar with you, like maybe give us a quick intro, kind of how you got into the Amazon space and tell us more about you. Sounds good, mate. So, So I started Google Ads in 2009. So I worked for a friend of mine, really nice guy. Um, and kind of learned the ropes on how it works and how paid advertising works and so on and so forth. So did that. And then in 2011, I set up my company. So we start, I started doing Google ad management myself. Kind of Google is kind of the overall kind of mum, the grandparent, the grandmother of like PPC, right? So started on there. And then I thought, right, I know this framework. I know how paid advertising works. What, can I, what else can I go into? So from Google, it kind of um, segued into Bing, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Expedia, and then TripAdvisor ads. And nothing ever sure. really stuck, right? A friend of mine that used to work for me, she went and for an interview at Amazon about five, six years ago. And she said, look, especially in the UK, they're really struggling to find anyone to take Amazon ads seriously, right? So I was like, sure. oh my gosh, okay, let me try this out. So, you know, with my Google background, I just created a landing page, said we do Amazon ads, and I had Google ads running. The next day and uh we were just never experienced anything in my life like this we were getting calls and people were just like oh we've been looking for someone like you for ages and i was like it was the <laughs> easiest easiest sales like and it was just basic campaigns very easy to structure and we could really see what was coming next because we you know even amazon were using google's framework so you can see you know the progression over over the years sure so I went into Amazon PPC about six years ago almost now. And then um, and then around four years ago, we kind of heard about Amazon's demand side platform. And I really wanted in. Uh, someone promised to get me in, but it was through their entity. And I was like, I'm not really comfortable with that. So I spent three hours a night messaging anyone I could that works at Amazon <laughs> like, on LinkedIn saying, can you get me access? And then finally, I found the person who could do it, got access. And um, started kind of dabbling. So we had free accounts, free clients who were really nice and said, look, here's some money, go and test. Find out what works and just try it out. So we kind of went in and tested a whole range of things. And that's how kind of our SOP come about. And uh, we put we put that all together. And yeah, so and that was interesting because the, the time we joined was when, I remember it was the month of June was when, when when Amazon decided to allow you to create your own audiences. And that was the big game changer of Amazon because 
with Amazon's demand side platform in the past, they never let you do sure. that. There was only a handful of in-market and lifestyle audiences. So it was really limited what you could do. So, and, and, and that had a lot of people burnt. Attribution was worse than what it is now. Sure. So um, no, no one really wanted to use it. And at that time it was open. Anyone can have a DSP account. If you want it, you can have it. Before yeah. they started limiting it. So is that, I remember they just introduced that. So the timing was, was, was just what we needed at the time as well. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And there's been such a progression. Yeah. And I, I hear like a lot of people when we reach out for Amazon DSP, they're like, oh yeah, we've used it in the past yeah. and it didn't work. And it's like, well, it's changed so much. Yeah. And the tactics and how you use it has changed so much over time. So for, you know, we're really big into Amazon DSP too. Like there's awesome. just so many awesome ways that you can use it, but give me your perspective. So if I'm, walk me through, I guess, two different Two different scenarios. So one, if I'm a seller on Amazon, how should I view DSP? Right. And then two, if I'm not a seller on Amazon, how should I look at Amazon DSP? Right. So if you're a seller on Amazon, known as a kind of a, they're calling a program from a programmatic world, an endemic advertiser, um, mm -hmm. you should see it as it's completely different to PPC. Please do not compare it to PPC. That's like what I beg people to do. And, and to give you a scenario, think of... PPC like soccer, and then think of DSP like chess. Completely different game. And, and, and Amazon are not trying to mimic PPC. They're trying to mimic what's in a programmatic world, right? Sure. That's the one thing I want to kind of, kind of make clear. And with, PPC, with DSP, it's more display advertising. It's invasive. You know, people were not looking for your ad. That's the disadvantage of it. And that's something you have to bear in mind. With PPC, it's pool marketing. They were looking for your ad at that exact second. So the, the, the relevance is so high, the conversion rates are gonna be epic. The advantage that Amazon's demand side platform has is its sophistication in terms of data. It's so rich, the richest. You cannot get any richer than Amazon's, right? And now with third-party data now being scrapped across a whole load of places, Amazon just stands even stronger. You know, with DSP, if someone has purchased toilet paper, I can target them. Not only that, if they purchased, if they purchased in the last seven days, I can target them. If they purchased five weeks ago, I can target them. That's how sophisticated Amazon's data is. And using that information, you have to be a little smarter than PPC when you're using this data to find out, okay, who are my audience? What do they look for? And how can I put ads in front of them? And importantly, how can I put ads in front of them before they even know they're looking for what I have? And that's, you know, if you're really smart about it, you could do tactics like this to catch people before, during and after they've had an experience of your brand. So from, from that perspective, it's, 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 it's epic. Now, I'll be really honest, Joe, right? When you're yeah. saying from someone's perspective of who isn't you who isn't an Amazon seller, we're not as experienced in that space, right? We've not sure. had many people come to us and work with us outside of Amazon. But again, you have the opportunity to leverage Amazon's rich data and use it to your benefit. So the one example I can give you is we worked with a client who sold massage courses, like advanced massage courses. Who did we target? people who bought massage beds in the last year. How sure. can you get more yeah. relevant than that, right? So, and that performed fairly well, but for some reasons we 
didn't continue with the client. But I'd love to know from you, Joe, how, do you have many people that you do DSP for outside who are not sellers? Our primary client base is Amazon sellers, yeah. but we are starting to work more and more with the non-endemic sellers. Amazing. Yep. And so it, we're seeing a lot more people getting over the hurdle where Amazon advertising has just been more viewed as search ads on the sponsored side. Yeah. And a lot of people haven't realized the potential that's there, especially with the first party data, which I want to circle back to because we get so excited about that yeah. too. A couple of things that I think is really going to change that equation is like Amazon purchasing Thursday night football rights. The only way to watch Thursday night football is going to be through Amazon Prime. And it's one of the biggest TV events in the US. Like during the week. And so uh, I think a lot of big brands that aren't necessarily selling on Amazon are going to see this and they're going to realize, hey, I need to get into DSP to actually get my video ad shown here. And oh, this is really cool because I can actually target specific audiences. And the audience who's watching this football game is just going to see ads that are relevant to themselves. And I think it's going to open up that world to all these different brands who are heavily utilizing Facebook and Google and different platforms to come more over to DSP. So that, that's where we see it going to. I, I think that. it's going to expand quite a bit more. But a lot of people are just struggling with that. There's that hurdle to get over that Amazon DSP is not just for Amazon yeah. sellers. And another awesome add-on that Amazon's in introduced a few months back is the fact that now you can target people who've watched your ad. So these OTT ads that serve, you know, on, on fo football games, for example, if someone's watched that Ad, you can actually have an audience specific for them that you can continue that, that that relationship building and those additional touch points to help bring them through the line and whatever it is you're trying to get them to do as well. So that's an amazing add-on that's being introduced. Yeah, and then combine that with Amazon Marketing Cloud oh. now, and now we can see the full customer yes. journey and everything oh. too. I mean, it's yeah, it's all getting yeah. tied together, and that that's what's so exciting about this. I would love your perspective more because you were really hitting on the data, the first party data, yeah. and love your perspective a lot too, just because you've got experience with all these different platforms. Where like Matt and I on the ad advanced side, like I started as a seller, so I've kind of grown up in the Amazon space. Right. But walk me through the differences that you see on the audience side and maybe any shifts oh, that you see yeah. recently with like privacy updates and everything. Yeah, okay. So when I first got into Amazon DSP, I was like, right, I need to know more about this. So what the first thing I did is I put, bought a plane ticket to a programmatic event in Germany, right? And okay. these guys were going on about, oh, we now, we now, you know, these other programmatic platforms are like take talk about, you know, we now have data on clicks and engagement and bounce rates. And I was like, mate, Amazon's DSV has data on sales, lifetime value, way more than what you guys are talking about. So there was this beast sitting there no one knew about, right? And that was in its infancy, sure. right? But now... There's more in-market audiences being built by Amazon. There's far more. There's more lifestyle audiences being built, right? And actually, the guy who created the custom audience builder, I actually, I actually speak to him. He's, a, he's funny enough, he's based in, in Scotland, in North of England here. So, so we yeah. talk, and he, he's always kind of trying to find ideas of how you can create new audiences. But so talking about this, this is what I love about Amazon's demand-side platform, right? So you have all these lovely pre-selected audiences you can select, right? You can cross-reference them against what you sell and you can make you can match them up, right? So that's one thing you can sure. do. But if you don't want to do that, create your own. 
right? So we had one client who sold stools as an example. One of his products was stools. So what he wanted us to do is find every single person who sells a yellow stool and serve a, his stool of the yellow child asin. The child asin that was the yellow, the color yellow and serve ads. And that's how sophisticated we got with those ads. And you can imagine if sure. someone's looking for a specific color design and you are able to present them with that before they purchase, then there's a great chance that they're going to repurchase. Now, this is where we like to take it a step further because we, we love to be like driven by the data and directed by the da data. So sure. there's one of the most amazing things that I always talk about is the overlap reports. I sure. love the overlap reports because... Yeah, dig more, dig more into those. Because with the overlap reports, what you do is you create audiences, right? Once you've created audiences that have... Um, oh, let me get rid of that. Once, once we created audiences that have performed well, right? You take that audience, you put it in what's called an overlap report, and then it provides you with data that shows you what audiences are out there that Amazon have in market and lifestyle that are closely matched to the audience that you have. Where are there strong overlaps, right? Sure. So taking that data, you can then build out in market and lifestyle audiences, and then you can exclude the audiences you already have. So you could ensure you're targeting someone who's not engaged with your brand and who is right up your street, right? So it's a fantastic way to grow, and these audiences always gain more, more, more traffic than kind of than than the current audiences you create. And um, sure. I'll let you into one of our secret sources as well, Joe. Right? Yeah. So. In brand analytics, right, if you go to market basket analysis, right, it will give you the data that shows you when someone purchases your product, here are three other items they tend to purchase, right? Sure. So you can take that data and you can reverse it. So you can create an audience of everyone who has purchased other these other products that are not yours sure. and you can serve yep. them your ad. And we call these cross-sell campaigns, right? When we first started building these, they were very low down at SOP, like really low down, Joe. And then over time, we noticed, hold on, there's a, there's a consistency here. You know, they, 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 they seem to, most of them seem to perform, right? Good traffic sure. and, and convert at a strong ROAS, you know, a, a profitable ROAS. So they, would keep, they kept climbing up our priority list of what to build, right? It's got to a stage now they live just below the remarketing campaign, right? That, that's just how sure. important they are, right? And with subscribe and save models, I've got three case studies now with the subscribe and save model products, right? They actually go over and above the remarketing. Mm -hmm. So that's something to bear in mind. So these cross sell using that data, again, using PPC data, you could really, really take advantage of, of DSP. So... That's just like one of our like secrets at the moment that we've seen work really well. Um, and we're, actually, we're not a secret anymore. I really share it out. I, I, I talk about it quite a lot, so it's not really a secret. But um, that's something that has performed incredibly well. And again, take that data. If it's working well, put it through the overlap reports. What else is out there? Yep. And, um, and, and one of our aha moments that we recently had, Joe, and I'm sure you probably had loads of these, but is we always used to say only put ads, products that have uh that, that are retail ready right that have a great amount of reviews have a track record of good sales and so on and so forth we had one client who had brand new products right we put it through we put these products through an in-market audience so we carefully picked out 
what what we who we were going to target, and we were very focused, and we created fifty of these, right? For sure. the, for kind of targeting different people, we managed to achieve a ROAS of two. That doesn't sound like a big deal, but in the DSP world, on in market, it's huge. Sure. Um, yeah, so, yeah, because you're going so much higher up the funnel yeah. at that point, and in market is a very broad yeah. audience, and that's with no PPC yet, right? It's just testing okay. the DSP. So so we're seeing myths about DSP being broken now. And we're sure. seeing it's holding, it's, it's, it's got more legs now than it's ever had before. And the direction it's moving into is providing a lot more insights, especially what you touched on, Joe, with Amazon Marketing Cloud, right? So now you can, you can actually prove an audience who have seen a PPC ad and a DSP ad have stronger conversion rates. And we all know what con- strong conversion rates do to your Amazon listing. There's already that data available that just proves this time and time again through these reports. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, some fun ones that we've been digging into, like on Amazon Marketing Cloud. And, you know, the, the core value of Amazon Marketing Cloud that I see is being able to tie in some of these higher funnel strategies all the way back down to the sale. Yes. You know, for higher funnel, like in market strategies, like, yep. 2x ROAS is awesome. Usually you don't see that though for these yeah, higher you funnel you strategies, don't. you know, because the the key goal with higher funnel strategies is to introduce people to your brands or your products. And so they come in and typically we'd have to look at like detail page views or impressions or different things like that. But now with AMC, we can actually see the whole customer journey. Yeah. We can go off of a first touch impression report. So maybe there's a lead in like in market, like higher funnel ad that really draws people in. And then after they see a couple other ones they lead to the purchase and so that's what's been so fun with amazon marketing cloud is you can kind of see the performance of that entire funnel as you go to and be able to justify some of these higher funnel strategies that are typically harder to measure overall what the true impact is yeah it's so it's so true and i think as the time goes we're just going to be opened up to more and more of this information because uh once we once we become we can become smarter about this we can then have a better, much better picture of what impact is our advertising having? Because if we know sure. the true impact and we can really understand, okay, how much is this customer worth to us? Then it's going to put us on top of everyone else. Because as you know, the, the cost per click is increasing. The, the, the space they give to organic is growing. And I, I, I literally, I saw this with Google Ads years ago. Because with Google Ads, it used to have used to have ads on the right, used to have ads on the, the on the top. And, and then you sure. just have the organic, right? But then what they're now doing is they're making the paid ads look so much like the organic. It kind sure. of it kind of messes with you, right? Because I personally always go for organic because I know you know that, you know there's, there's authority behind them. Whereas people see anyone yep. can put anything on there. But now I, mean, I think this is where Amazon's going to go as well. You know, sooner or later you're not going to really know the difference between a paid ad and an organic ad. Um, yep. But anyway, I'm diverged a bit. There. <laughs> for so for those who aren't familiar with creatives on DSP, we have a lot of different control and yeah. what our ads can look like. What what's typical rules of thumb that you have, or what's worked well in terms of creative? Is it yeah. a responsive e-commerce ad that looks more just like your traditional Amazon ad? Is it more custom creatives? Like, how do you typically approach that and test that? Uh, initially, it's always the ads that uh, Amazon make the dynamic ads. We start with the dynamic sure. first. Um, well, some of the guys in the team like the responsive ads. I argue dynamic because and you can see which which ad sizes perform best and then you can optimize for them and see if you can scale them further. So the dynamic ads are great because they actually do all the work for us. 
Um, and sure. actually, because there's so many variations, one ASIN has seven different desktop ads, three different mobile ads for the last time I checked, right? So before, you know, getting your poor designer to create all these ad creatives, <laughs> test it, test it, figure out what works. And then what, when you find out what does work, you can then, you can then um, delve deeper. And what you don't want to do is you don't want to just build out one or two custom creatives only match one or two of the sizes and let them run because DSP, Amazon's demand side platform is heavily automated, right? There's different sizes. They'll, they'll get those different sizes to appear in different positions during different times of the day to help you maximize whatever target you set, right? Over time, they will learn. These are where your ads position best and perform best. Now, if you've got some holes and you ain't got some ads creatives done, then you're not really utilizing the automation that we have, you know, they have and the, and, and the data that is backed up with to help you generate more sales. Now, another amazing thing about the dynamic ads is you can take any snippet of any review that talks about your product and you can have that introduced into your ad, right? And sure. it's a really good way to give it that extra, extra push. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah, we're... Where do you see DSP going coming up in the next year or two? Yeah. Like, or where's where's the key focus that you see? I think I think in terms of the whole programmatic ecosystem is growing at a crazy rate. I think attribution is going to become a lot tighter, right? We're going to be provided with more information to prove to people that actually this is this is profitable and this works. I think like you're now experiencing, we haven't experienced it yet a lot of people outside of Amazon is going to come and try and take advantage of this rich data outside of Amazon. So there's that, I think, I think that's going to happen. I think, and this is what I'm hoping more than I think is going to happen. I hope the, cont the contextual targeting becomes more sophisticated on the open exchange. On when you, so when you advertise your product outside of Amazon. So with, sure. with the Google's display network, you can actually search you could search, you could say, look, anyone, any content out there that mentions these key phrases, have my ads served next to them. Then you can get a placement sure. report and review, okay, where they performed. The hope is that this is going to happen with Amazon. There's little symptoms that this is going to happen because you can now click a button that says contextually target compared to my ad relevance, right? So whatever the product you sell, sure. Amazon will now find content relevant to that product. Now, once they give us as the advertiser control over this, this is going to be an area where Amazon sellers are going to become incredibly, incredibly successful because once we can leverage this outside traffic and get ads, you know, you sell cat food, right? Let's, you know, if we can then say, right, we want to show you ads on placements where, you know, where, where people are avid cat fans and they love to talk about cats sure. and so on and so forth and forums about cats and your ads can serve there, that's when it's going to become a game changer. That's when we're going to see DSP possibly take up 75% of ad spend that, from PPC, especially with sure. the growing costs on Amazon's PPC. DSP is going to be a de definitely another option to look at. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, combine the audience data with contextual targeting and yeah, yeah you can get a very, very relevant audience right there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, you know, we could talk about this forever, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know, for people who are looking for more of your content or to connect with you, George, where, where should they go? Yeah. um, So you can go onto our website, clearads.co.uk. So C-L-E-A-R ads, plural, ads.co.uk. We have a blog, which we have a, we have podcasts that come out, which we're going to get you on soon as well, Joe. And um, so, you know, come along, come, come listen to our content. um, And we also put articles out every so often on the website too so by all means come and talk to us and you probably see us at events so if you go to any events feel free to say hi yeah yeah we'll try and be there especially if it's in the states (laughs) that's awesome that's awesome yep and make sure you go check out their content too they've got a lot of great stuff um and it's been so awesome having you on the podcast getting your perspective for dsp i've got a lot of awesome nuggets that i just took away and i'm going to share with our team so really appreciate you joining george thanks for coming on no worries thank you so much for having me take care mate yeah and for everybody who's listening thanks again for listening to the ad project podcast and we will see you next week